This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. We are halfway home on divisional playoff weekend after a couple of interesting games. Uh, the early game was 10-10 at the half, and you really were wondering how much pressure was on Baltimore and their MVP quarterback, considering how badly they have performed in the playoffs at home in recent years, how they had been 1-3 uh, in recent years, how that was what uh, Jackson had done in the playoffs, uh, and that was his favorite. Um they did not look good. They clearly were playing well enough on defense. They gave up the punt return. And then after that, they really had a lot of trouble with their offense in the second quarter. But they came out in the third quarter, and they were a different team. First of all, they went to the quick uh, quick passing game, meaning Jackson got rid of the ball within three steps. And that negated some of the pass rush he faced in the first half. Then they got the running game going and just wore the Texans out with the running game, wound up running the ball for 229 yards versus 38 yards rushing for the Texans, who never had a running game all day, uh, outscored their opponent 24 nothing in the second half, and you could see the Ravens just take a complete deep breath. Uh, you saw Jackson revel in the fact that he had two rushing two rushing touchdowns among his 100 yards, two passing touchdowns. So he was a guy who produced four touchdowns today. Uh, he has, as we said, taken a lot of heat. He would have taken a tremendous amount if they had not won this year. Now they move into the uh, AFC title game where they will wait the winner of the Kansas City-Buffalo game. So you have a classic confrontation in Baltimore in the early championship game next Sunday, no matter what happens, because whether it's Kansas City or Buffalo, doesn't matter. You have a heavyweight battle tomorrow, and then you have a heavyweight battle next week, and either one is worthy of respect. Either one could go into Baltimore and win. We know that. Baltimore knows that. So, And you have a very good chance that the winner of that game could win the Super Bowl. And San Francisco, in the second game, let's be honest, they're lucky to get out alive. They were outplayed for 50. I would say the way to look at it is they were outplayed for 54 minutes in the game when Green Bay missed that that 41-yard field goal uh, that would have put them up seven and given them the cushion they needed to at least where if they give up a touchdown, they're either going to get a last-second shot to get the game into overtime or they're going to go to overtime. Missing that field goal really took a lot out of them. Now, San Francisco struggled in this game for two reasons, distinct reasons. Number one, 
Purdy can't throw a wet ball. We we know that he cannot throw a wet ball. That's been very that was very obvious. When the rain stopped, his throws got incredibly more accurate. He threw it more confidence. But when he was throwing a wet ball, he didn't know where the ball was going, and he was lucky a couple of them weren't picked off and taken uh, a very good distance on the field. San Francisco got hurt by some big penalties in the pass defense, including a 41-yarder right before the touchdown um, earlier in the game. And if you look at things like the fourth and inches that Green Bay didn't get, uh, some of the other plays in the game, Green Bay could have easily won this football game. As a matter of fact, like I said, they outplayed them for the majority of this game. They're going to kick themselves. They're going to be happy with their season. They're going to be happy as a very young team with a young quarterback who is a star in the making, uh, a young receiver room that has nothing but first-year and second-year players at wide receiver and tight end. Uh, they accomplished a lot. They got a good performance out of Aaron Jones again, who, who finished the season with five straight 100-yard games uh, and had 100 yards today when he got that 50-yard run late. Um, but they're going to also find it very bittersweet because they had many opportunities to win this game. And even when McCaffrey scored, and I thought Green Bay messed up by not calling timeout and making sure there was 145 or 150 left they let it get down to 107, but it was 107 with three timeouts, which is more than enough time to get a game-tying field goal. Now, whether the kicker would have made it or not, considering his troubles this year, who knows? That's another story. But the bottom line is that there, after getting the initial first down and calling a timeout, Love finally showed his youth, he finally showed his inexperience in that he tried to make a play he didn't have to make. He still had plenty of time. He still was early in the downs. He only needed to make one connection to be in field goal range. The bottom line was when he didn't have a play, now he could have run that up the right sideline for 15 yards and gotten out of bounds. Absolutely. Take it to the bank. He could have at least gotten 10 to 15 yards, and he's not a dynamic runner, but he could have gotten 10 to 15 yards and out of bounds. Instead, he decided to throw the ball to really nobody late and across his body. That was not going to work. It's probably as bad a throw as he's thrown all year in a year where he's made so many brilliant throws, especially since week 11. He made some brilliant throws in this game. But that throw he would like to have back, that judgment he would like to have back. But, hey, he's a kid. And he finally, he finally, when the light was the hottest, when the intensity was the absolute worst, where everything was on the line, he just showed that inexperience hurts. And there you understand next time that you don't have to make the play immediately. You have opportunities to make the play. Run the ball, get out of bounds. Throw the ball, out of bounds. Live to live a play another day. Live to play another play. 
That's as easy as you can say it. And he'll learn that. But he forced the issue. He got picked off and the game was over. Tough loss. Sweet win for San Francisco. Interesting about San Francisco, they are not the same team. And really, I I cannot remember a really good team. And they're a really good team, especially on offense. I cannot remember a very talented team that loses as much when one of their key guys goes out. When McCaffrey is not 100%, they're not the same team. When Debo, who went out, is not there, they're not the same team. When Trent Williams goes out, they're not the same team. And this time they lost Debo, it hurt them dramatically. You had Purdy having a bad day, not being able to handle the rain, not throwing the ball well, uh, and he got bailed out a couple of times. He got bailed out by some big plays from McCaffrey, who wound up with 98 yards rushing and two touchdowns. He also had 30 yards uh, in receptions. You had uh, Kittle make some big plays, despite the fact he had a drop on the last drive, the only incompletion Purdy had. But Iuk made some really big plays, including digging a third down play on the last drive out of the dirt and holding on to the ball. Otherwise, it would have been a fourth down play right there. Uh, with about three minutes left. That was a critical play, and he made a couple of really – he only had three catches for 32 yards, but he made a couple of really good catches on his shoe tops, and those turned out to be very big plays in the game. He got bailed out a couple of different ways from different guys, and that really uh, saved the day for Purdy, who did not have a good day, but when the game was on the line, When the game was on the line, when his team needed him in the final minutes, he was there. He was there making the right play, driving his team into the end zone, and that's what his job is. His job is to get the job done, get his team into the end zone when the game is on the line, and that's why they'll be playing in the NFC title game next week. Because he did that on a day where he didn't have a big day. Give Green Bay credit. They finished the season strong. They did some really good things. They stunned the Cowboys, and they came within maybe an errant field goal or a whisker of stunning the Niners. They really did. So the one seeds got into action. Neither one was outrageous. I mean, Baltimore had a rough first half and was only 10-10, but then had a very impressive second half where they outscored the Texans 24-0. Shut them down completely. Texans didn't have an offensive touchdown on the day. They only had the punt return. Didn't score in the second half. And Baltimore got a good performance from Jackson, who finally gets that off his back and rushed for 229 yards. And they will await the winner of Kansas City, Buffalo. San Francisco will await the winner of Tampa Bay, Detroit. So Baltimore today, not surprised. I thought with the cold weather and with the running game, I thought that Baltimore would win by double digits. Now, there were a couple of reasons why I went with San Francisco in the second game, taking the the 10 points. Number one, Love was really hot and Green Bay was hot. But number two, if you look statistically, I had told you earlier in the week, 
the number one seeds don't both usually cover. It's very rare when they do. I thought Houston was going to cover, so I thought I'd take the points with Green Bay in the second game. Worked out. Turned out to be that way. Green Bay played well enough to win the second game. So went two for two on the first two games today after four and two last week. Tomorrow, here's how I see it. Um, Detroit, you almost get the feeling, is destined to play in a title game this year. That it's been their year almost since the start of the season. A season of firsts. You know, them doing so many things they hadn't done as they've been built by Campbell here and they've moved in the right direction and now they're playing a second home game and now they're deeper into the playoffs and they're one step away from playing in an NFC title game against San Francisco with a chance to go to the Super Bowl where they've never been. But Tampa is a team that I think matches up fairly well. First of all, Mayfield has played well in the playoffs. He's a bit of a gunslinger. They can throw the ball on Detroit. The question in this game, this game's going to boil down to one thing. Yes, you have to honor the crowd. Yes, Goff's going to play well indoors. He always does. I think both quarterbacks will have their moments. Tampa will not run it well, but they have a big-time passing game when Mayfield's on his game, and he did throw the ball better last week. Evans, Goodwin, a couple of the other guys who can go get it and run fast. The bottom line is I think they can make some big plays and stay in the game against the Lions. Um, I think the Lions will eke out another game, but I think with the points I would take Tampa plus the six and a half, six or six and a half, whatever you wind up getting, I would take the points. I think Detroit will win by two or three points. They might win it on a late second field goal. They might win it in overtime. They might have to eke it out late. The bottom line is I think they will emerge, but I think it'll be a very tight game, one played inside the six-and-a-half points. And then we're to the last game. And you can say the way the season went down the stretch. Kansas City didn't look good, but they won the game they had to win last week. You can say that it's Buffalo's time. They had a 5% chance at one point of making the playoffs. They were able to unseat Miami. They got to the two seed. Now they have a chance to move forward after the Pittsburgh game. But there's a couple of things that stand out to me. Number one, Pittsburgh, which I had no regard for their offense, moved the ball really well for them last week. Buffalo is extremely banged up on defense. That's number one. Number two, and you saw it be a factor today. Special teams are a factor. Kicking can be a factor. Field goals can be a factor. Um, Kansas City has the better kicker. Last week, Buffalo tried three kicks. They They missed a short one. They had one blocked that led Pittsburgh back in the game of the three that they attempted, and they made one. Kansas City was led a perfect in their kicking game last week. I think you look at this and you say, this is the first real, don't count the Super Bowl, this is the first real playoff game that Kansas City and Mahomes are playing on the road. Fine. 
we know what they've accomplished, what Reed and Mahomes and company have accomplished over the last handful of years. They've been the team in the AFC. They've won two recent Super Bowls and three trips. The bottom line is, when I look at this, and Kansas City is either a two-and-a-half or three-point favorite, depending on where you are at the moment. I've seen both. I've seen three. I've seen two-and-a-half. I think that Kansas City's better in the coaching department. Kansas City's better in the kicking department. Kansas City's better on defense. That's a lot. Both have dynamic, wonderfully talented, big playmaking quarterbacks. We know that. We've been there. And this game, if it was played 10 times, would probably come out 5-5. I mean, they're that close. And the game's in snowy Buffalo, but the cold weather won't bother them. Kansas City. We know that. They played in one of the coldest games in history last week. I think that Buffalo's defense being so banged up. They've lost some really key components to that defense. So, gun to my head. And like I said, if they play 10 times, I think it would be 5-5. Gun to my head, I would take Kansas City and the points. I get the points, and I think Kansas City's a smidge better. I know sentimentally most people who are not Kansas City fans are rooting for Allen and the Bills to finally get there. I can understand that. They've, you know, they, they actually probably deserve to go after what they've given the league in recent years in terms of excitement and everything else. And Kansas City's been there a ton. But if you're asking me which way would I go, I'd go Tampa Bay plus the six and a half or six, whatever your line may be, and I would take Kansas City plus the points, getting the three or two and a half, depending on where you are with that one. Uh, I would take both dogs. And I think we should have a couple of really close games. And we are set up with the first game on, on Championship Sunday. Remember, after this weekend, after tomorrow, we only have three games left on the season. We have two next Sunday and then Super Sunday two weeks later at 6.30 from Vegas. Kansas City... At Buffalo was a classic. The winner, no matter whom it is, will set up a classic next week at Baltimore. So whether it's Kansas City at Baltimore or Buffalo at Baltimore, you got a classic in the AFC next week. And then you're going to have San Francisco favored. There would be nobody believing in Detroit if they went. Nobody believing in Tampa Bay if they went there. There would be some sentimentality towards Detroit if they go there. But a lot of people loving the idea of Detroit finally getting to a Super Bowl after all these years. So there would be a lot of sentimentality towards the Lions. I think there will be the rest of the way. That doesn't mean they'll get there. And like I said, the key to that game is going to be the Lion running game behind their wonderful offensive line. I think it's the number two offensive line in the league behind the Eagles. And I think that line and those running backs, Montgomery and Gibbs, 
against Tampa. Tampa can shut down the running game. If they do and make the Lions one-dimensional, they have a legitimate shot. Plus, they are going to have to make plays down the field with Baker hitting Evans and hitting Goodwin and making big plays down the field. He hit his tight end a lot last week, so I'm sure Detroit's going to be paying close attention to him. I would expect him not to have as big a game. I would expect Evans to lead a wide receiver brigade, which will be the key targets. So I think we could get two very close, very good games. We got two pretty good games today because, let's be honest, at halftime, you were wondering whether Baltimore was going to snap out of it. They did not look good going into the half. And Houston should have been in front because they missed the field goal. Missing field goals in these games kills you. That's why having a dependable kicker makes a big difference, like Baltimore does, like Kansas City does. Having that dependable kicker makes a big deal. Think about how much that kick took the starch out of Green Bay tonight and how much that kick took something out of Houston going into the half last night where they should have the lead. Those were very makeable kicks. You've got to make those kicks in the playoffs. Because the big play, the pick six, the punt return, just as a shot to the solar plexus in the postseason. It really is. So we're halfway there. And we should have a couple of interesting games tomorrow with Tampa Bay at Detroit, followed by Kansas City and Buffalo in what will be clear but very cold weather in Buffalo for the Bills and the Chiefs. Nance and Roma will be there for that one to finish it up and then take you off to the championship games a week later. So we will be with you tomorrow to set the scene for Championship Sunday and to talk about what happened in the Sunday versions of the uh, divisional playoffs after Baltimore's solid second-half win today, leading to a 34-10 Houston victory. I know for some of you, uh, you didn't want that last field goal, but hey, what the heck. And in the second game, a missed field goal made a missed field goal made Green Bay vulnerable, and they give up the touchdown with a minute left. And then Love throws a pick, and San Francisco survives by three points in a really hard-fought, solid game that Green Bay will take their flight home thinking, man, we could easily be playing next week. If you're coaching that team, if you're on that team, if you're a part of that team, when you're flying back to Titletown hours from now, you're thinking what might have been. Because you know what? We went in there now. We being Green Bay went in there and outplayed them. That's what they're going to be thinking. And they'd be right. They outplayed them a long way into the deepest parts of that fourth quarter. Before that field goal and then that drive 
cost them, and then in a love mistake. Green Bay is in really solid shape going forward. They're going to have, you know, the teams that lost today, Texas and Green Bay, are going to spend the spring with smiles on their faces because they can't wait to add some more power and fix some things that are wrong with teams that they hope can go a long way into the postseason next year. Houston was picked to win six games this year. They won four games last year, and they won a playoff game this year. And they had Baltimore 10-10 at the half. And Green Bay, they were a couple of plays away from knocking off the number one seed and going to an NFC title game with a quarterback who's just learning his way and without any question, is on his way to being an enormous star in the NFL. There is no question about that. Stroud's going to be good. He's going to be really good. He's going to be a fixture in Houston for a long, long time. And Love is going to rank among the best quarterbacks in this league. And he might already. That's how good he throws the ball. That's how well he throws the ball. He really does. He is... He has incredible talent. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.